ready to talk fantasy football, then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Berg. Welcome back to the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast, where all is right in the world as a great heavyweight fight goes, Scott. I was able to beat you in the Yahoo League, unless Jarvis Landry has 42 points here in the second half. However, you did smoke me in, in DFS at a crushing, and you still have a chance to beat me in the picks. Not bad for a, a grand prize fight, huh? Yeah, not too bad at all. But as we speak, Devin Funches takes one to the house, so my pick's not looking too good, down 17. But we may be going 1-1-1 one, one, and one here, but that's all right. You can take the, the win in head-to-head. You were due for one of those. It was just a bad week overall, so it's a good win for you. Separates us in the standings, which is good for you, bad for me. I'll take the DFS win. It's about time I put my foot down and uh, lay the hammer to you. So I was happy I did that. And uh, Carolina's up by 17, so this one's not looking too good for me. Yes, you did crush me in DFS, but I do have to bring up a complaint. Scott, the idea that I struggle against you, by the way, I went back in the stats. That is not true. Do you know I swept you last year, by the way? Three and oh, I think you're hearkening back to our uh, our first fight in year one where we didn't talk for six months. I think that's what you're referencing. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's I, about 50 50. Yeah, it's definitely not 50 50. If you want to really, if you really want to take the time, go back for the past, I want to say it's what at least four years, five years of combined leagues. We can even go back eight, nine years to when this rift really started a long time ago. And you can forget it. And uh, I, I'll almost guarantee that I'm about 65% to the good. I, I do want to point out, though, and I want you to. And this it. does include beating your wife, by the way. She is involved in this. I do okay. want to. I do want to admit this on air. I did sweep you, and I did not send one text message. And you, on, you actually said I noticed that you didn't send anything because Scott, I, I don't, I don't believe in such pettiness. You know, I'm, I'm above all that. Martinez, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're above all that. Yeah, yeah. You are above all of that. You're above all that when it goes well for you, but when it's not going well for you, you are the king of the instigator. That is 100 percent correct. And let's go to quarter one. Scott, again, a fascinating week here. And I thought it was sort of topsy-turvy. Just a couple things I want to throw at you. First of all, we found out today that uh, Philip Rivers is in the concussion protocol. Did I miss something? Uh, What is going on there? Apparently, it's like a hit in the game that none of us saw, but he's in the concussion protocol. So that's uh, not good news for the Chargers as uh, Kellen Clemens waits in the wings for the Chargers uh, there. And how about Jacoby Brissett was cleared and then... Went back in the game and is also now in concussion protocol. So that system's really working well. Scott, you know, it's funny. We're getting ready in the summer. I got to tell you this story. So I'm at the beach with my family. You know, and I'm walking back and forth to the car, getting all the chairs and the kids stuff, right? And I'm listening to all these beat reporter podcasts on uh, on Roto World. They do a, or, or, or on uh, Rotoviz. Rotoviz. Absolutely is a, normal doing that in the summer. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And Scott, I remember the Charger one. I, I can tell you where I was standing to, and they're talking about Kellen Clemens and how they're so excited to have Kellen Clemens back. So, Scott, it was like July. It was like 95 degrees, man, and I'm sitting there with these chairs, and all I remember saying is I'm sweating bullets. Man, if the Chargers have to start Kellen Clemens, that's a tough situation. And here we are. It could happen yeah. against, against my bills, by the way. Oh, yeah, they did pretty well this week. <laughs> I'm glad you got that pick out of the way last Monday. You didn't have to wait till Thursday Scott, for that one. That was a good one. Scott, how funny is that? There's a guy on Twitter who hates my guts, and every time I come out and say a pick, he just tweets me. He goes, I'm betting against you. Keep it coming. And he was merciless this week. He's like, great call, Einstein. Keep it coming. I'm making money. I don't care. I will come back. I will get up again. But, boy, that was a disastrous pick. Yeah, well, you know what? Listen. Listen, look at the bright side. At least we know we're making somebody money. You know what I mean? Whether we're right or wrong, whether you're taking our picks or going against us, 
you know, you're doing something right. But yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, that was. I guess. I guess Vegas was right on that one, uh, making them a two and a half, Crazy. three point favorite on the road. Uh, the Bills just uh, did not show up for that one. Hey Scott, how about the NFC? Let's talk about it now, real quick. I mean, you're sitting there. The Saints are good. The Eagles were on a bye. The Vikings are good. The Rams go visit the Vikings this week. How about the NFC? All of a sudden, huh? Yeah, NFC looks good, these teams. You know, we'll see who's for real as we get down the stretch. I mean, I, I'm a believer in the Rams. I think that offense is 100% legit if the defense can tighten it up a little bit, stop the run. Uh, Lamar Miller and Foreman had a decent game. They didn't score any points, but they did run the ball well. So if they can tighten it up a little bit on defense and that offense keeps rolling, the Rams are good. Vikings, too. You know, listen, I know Teddy Bridgewater's back, and I think they made a smart move today saying Case Keenum's a starter next week. Yeah, he should be. They won four in a row, five in a row. He's done nothing wrong. All he did was throw four touchdowns against the Redskins on the road, you know, in a big NFC game, which I got wrong. So Vikings are legit right now. You're right, Case Keenum. Let Bridgewater get as healthy as he can be, and then when the time is right, you make that move. The Eagles, I think the Eagles are legit too. The Eagles are 100% legit. Wentz is it probably the MVP candidate right now, top MVP candidate in my, my eyes, maybe yours as well. And the Saints, look, I think the Saints proved with a win in Buffalo, you know, that was a tough place to play, at least we thought it would be. And they did it not conventionally. I mean, they ran over 250, 60 yards combined between Ingram and Kamara, ran all over the Bills. And so the, the top four in the NFC separating themselves. And, Scott, you're transitioning me here to my next topic. The average football fan is going to say but that the Cowboys lost in Atlanta because of no Ezekiel Elliott. I'll go one further, Scott. Ready for this? Ezekiel Elliott is the third most important player that was not in that game you ready the most important player they missed was tyron smith the tackle which that 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 was a given okay and number two scott is sean lee who went out with an injury and all of a sudden tevin coleman's doing you go this way i go that way moves so ezekiel elliott fans relax you don't win that game if he if he's there and if you don't have tyron smith and sean lee ezekiel elliott is worthless what do you think about that hot take you know, I'm with you on the line on Tyron Smith for sure. Sean Lee, yeah, he's the quarterback of that defense, but he's another guy over the years who just never really can oh, stay healthy injured. all the time. Oh, right? It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, if he was ever just consistently healthy, I mean, you'd be talking about him as one of the best in the game, but he's just on and off the field. And, uh, yeah, the lineman wasn't Elliott. And I think we learned a little bit, too, about where Darren McFadden is on this team. So I think going forward, we know it's Alfred Morris, Rod Smith, because McFadden got, what, one touch in this game? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the the average fan will look at this and say, well, Elliot wasn't there, and, you know, they can't run the ball. Nope. Tyron Smith is by far the number one reason. Ask uh, uh, Dak Prescott, who was sacked, what, seven, eight times, six by one guy? <laughs> yeah, crazy. And, Scott, Minnesota's rolling. Big win in Washington right here. Here's my question. They said they're starting Case Keenum against the Rams, and obviously you have to. He went against a good Washington pass defense on the road and sliced him up. How long till Teddy Bridgewater comes in there, Scott? I think Keenum will play till he loses, and I think that's you know that'll be the safest way for Zimmer to make the move. You know what I mean? And in a game you figure they you know unless of course they lose the game, thirty five thirty one, and he goes out and throws four touchdowns again, and the defense blew it. But all you need is him to you know, lose a game where he throws like buck ninety, two picks, and a touchdown, and that'll be enough for them to move make the move to Bridgewater. But can't say enough about what Keenum's done. I mean, he's gone in there with a system. They've run the ball well. He's hit his playmakers well, and you know he's got them at seven and two. So, you know, right now you got to ride Keenum. I think I think it was the absolute right move to play Case Keenum. He's earned it. He's deserved it. He's done nothing to you know be taken out of this job right now. Scott Corey Coleman supposedly is quote all systems go this week, but they got the Jaguars. Any any interest in that? 
I mean, what is what is all systems go for the Browns? I mean, listen, the Browns they showed up for a half last week, and I thought they were going to make this game interesting, and you know they wound up losing by two touchdowns. But it is the Browns. I mean, did you see the fire drill that was not at the end of the first half where they, you know, you know the Lions are playing, you know, keep away with the delay of game, and the Browns have no, you know, timeouts. They try to run a sneak from the four with Sean Kaiser and do not get a field goal. I mean, it was just it's every time we think the Browns can't do something else. To make us go wow, they just do it again, and they did it last week too. One of my truther status, Scott. We all have truther status, right? No matter how bad they play, we still like them. Rob Kelly. I mean, I've been on that train since I was on the beach back in July. He's hurt again. Samaji, Time to get a refund. Please, I know. Ah, and Samaji Piran has not looked good. Very frustrating, man. It's it's got to be Chris Thompson. Yeah, I mean Piran will get cracks. You know, get those. First and second down runs, but you know more and more he doesn't look good. The more and more Thompson will get all you know more and more carries and touches you know first, second, and third down. So Kelly looks like he's going to be out at least four weeks. They might even put him on injured reserve. There's rumors about that. So if that happens, then that's it for him. Uh, Chris Thompson's the only guy you should own in Washington in the backfield. Scott, as I've, I've told you and, the, and tell the uh, listeners this, I don't believe in keeping your phone on on Sundays because I don't want to be besieged by text messages, particularly from our cousin who tends to send, you know, as soon as somebody fumbles, he thinks his fantasy team's over with. But I did, Scott, break one of my rules this week because our matchup was so big, I did watch the game. I did keep track of the score this week. This was a different one. It, when it's playing you, my friend, it's a little different. And I'll tell you this. If you had beaten me because Aaron Jones went out of the game and Ty Montgomery scored, I would have went ballistic because that would have been so cheap and you would have been like, well, I I knew it. I knew it all along. But now Ty Montgomery is hurt. So can you please explain the Packer backfield moving forward? Well, it sounds like Montgomery has a chance to play. Aaron Jones is out for four weeks. It sounds like with ribs, I believe it was. But uh yeah, Ty Montgomery. MCL, they say, MCL. MCL. I'm sorry. Montgomery had the rib injury. That's right. I'm sorry. Uh, Montgomery, they said he's shooting to play this week. And if he does play and he's healthy, he becomes a very valuable asset. If not, Jamal Williams will be picked up by, you know, everybody and their mother in the waiver wire and hopes that he'll put up 16 fantasy points. When in reality, he'll probably put up six. So, but right now, if Montgomery plays, he becomes more valuable. And listen, I sat there for a while. I debated that one for a little bit. It was between Kenyon Drake and it was and Ty Montgomery. And the more and more I looked at it, the matchup just didn't look right for Drake. And so far, so good on that. He's got about nine total yards. And I just figured that I thought personally that the Bears would be winning that game relatively. Not, I don't, don't want to say easily, but I thought they'd be in control into where Montgomery would just have to be involved more. Yeah, I didn't expect it to play out the way it did. But, you know, for a minute I thought I'd be looking good. Then I found out he was hurt on the ticker. I was like, well, you know, there goes that. But 13 points was worthwhile, just not enough to get the job done. Last one, man. Then we'll get to the NFC home games. How great was that Marcus Mariota tackle at the one-yard line? He may have injured himself on that one, but he throws that pick, and he goes right after that guy and gives him, what would you call that, a suplex right into the ground on the two-yard line? Yeah, yeah, that was a, a very big very big tackle there, too. And I don't know if you saw it also in the uh, Steeler Colt game. There was another hustle play from Vance McDonald again, uh, rushing uh, down, I didn't see it, running no. down on the blocked extra point that would have resulted in two points. Uh, Jordan Berry and Vance McDonald running down. McDonald tackled the Colt defender at the one-yard line, stopping two points on the other end. So that's the second time he's done a hustle play, and he got rewarded with a touchdown for the first time this year. So good for him. But Mariota making plays, I'd still like to see a lot more from a fantasy standpoint, though. He's really starting to frustrate me, you know. You want to see it Thursday night? <laughs> Of course, no. I, well, I don't want to see it Thursday night. You know, the funny thing is, in the one league, I own them both, and I'm, I'm starting uh, uh, Mr. Roethlisberger in that game as Cameron Artis Payne scores a touchdown. I didn't even know he was on the team. 
but it's now 31 7, so that game's over there. Um, and of course, it's only fitting that the week that DeMarco Murray decides to score three touchdowns is the week you're playing me. Uh, it's only fitting I've been against him all year long, traded them to you, so be it. But it, so it makes complete sense that it's him, and it made total sense when I sent you the FU emoji <laughs> via text message that DeMarco Murray was giving to me. So thank you, DeMarco Murray. You allowed my. Uh, Steam partner here, a much-needed victory in Yahoo this week. Uh, real honest question. Ready? Full disclosure. I was watching that that update there. You were still hanging around until that last touchdown. I think that last catch. Because you figured if he's going to get a touchdown, it's not going to be a catch at the five-yard line, right? That must have burned you. The, the catch. Uh, it was brutal because, you know, then I saw it live. I'm like, well, that, that's got to be Derrick Henry's spot to be getting that, <laughs> not DeMarco Murray. And, you know, to top that off, not only does he put three touchdowns against me, but the league I'm against you was the only one where I didn't go up against Robert Woods this week. I went up against Robert Woods in three other leagues. Robert How does that happen? Robert, Robert Woods. Woods. Oh and I'm playing God. Cooper Cup in two, and it's got to be Robert Woods lighting it up. Fly uh, down the field. So just a rough week. But you know what? Watch out for me in your league because I'm about to go 5-5 five and five after a 2-5 and five start, and I'm coming. I'm coming for the playoff spot. Uh, that's what I like to hear. I love it. Here we go. Second quarter. All right, Scott, NFC home games. Uh, we have eight of them here, so eight home games for the NFC, five for the AFC. First one, man, Thursday night. We were doing the podcast while this is going on. Seattle 22, Arizona 16. Arizona's going to struggle, Scott, and you called this one directly. Adrian Peterson, 37 carries. You didn't like him in the game, and he did not produce. Well done. Yeah, it was just one of those things where, listen, you, you know, you're you coming back in a short turnaround. I, I would have thought that Arians and the Cardinals would have thought about this going in, that you're not going to run this guy 37 times at his age and expect him to come back on short rest against the Seahawks defense and produce 21 carries, 29 yards. just wasn't there, so he was a total you know stay away from me, and that worked out well. Scott, is there any reason to make any sense of this Arizona receiving group uh, Larry Fitzgerald had a fantastic game 10 receptions 113 yards but a lot of that was when they're trying to come down the field late John Brown had two catches six targets Andre Ellington three catches six targets as much as I make fun of Elting I feel he's being underutilized now Jerron Brown two catches JJ Nelson I mean I, are you confident playing Fitz would you say he's a wide receiver two rest of schedule and do any of these guys make any sense to you no, I mean, if it's 14 targets, like I said, a lot of them when they're chasing, but, you know, he's consistently gotten the target. So, yeah, I'm confident playing him as a wide receiver, too, even with Drew Stanton. I mean, look, Stanton didn't throw any picks in the game. He threw for 273 yards against the Seahawks defense. Yes, they lost Richard Sherman, which we get to in a minute, which is just a big blow for the Seahawks going forward as he'll be out for the year. But, yeah, I'm, I'm very confident in Fitzgerald still. You know, he's, he's a veteran. He knows where to go. He knows where, where to catch the ball, what routes to run. You're going to send him out every week as a wide receiver, too. There's no reason not to. And there's going to be a couple of weeks where he's going to be wide receiver one for you, like he was Thursday night for 10 for 113. Uh, just really quick, Scott. I do Dynasty Trade Calculator. It's a great site, one of the, my favorite Dynasty sites out there. They're nice enough to let me write. And I do my rankings for them, so I have Dynasty rankings. So today I ranked wide receivers. Scott, I, I don't. why would someone put John Brown in like the top 100 dynasty wide receivers? He's always injured. He has no quarterback now. He's not even a top option. Why are you putting John, people have John Brown ahead of Ted Ginn? I know I'm a Ted Ginn guy, but am I wrong? Like, do, do you see dynasty value in John Brown? Am I missing something? No, I mean, he's probably ahead of Ted Ginn just merely because of age. That's about it. But uh, no, I mean... I've seen nothing from John Brown to warrant him being worthwhile in any league right now. He can't even, he's not even worth being a streaming option. He's just been 
you know, so inconsistent as of the other, you know, so is Jerron Brown and J.J. Nelson. I mean, where is J.J. Nelson? I mean, we had one or two, what, exciting games early in the year, and he's been nowhere to be found the rest of the season. It's, you know, it's it's tough enough to do it with the starting quarterback. Now you're doing it with a backup quarterback and Drew Stanton. And, you know, if Adrian Peters is not going to run the ball well, then there's really not much happening for a Cardinal offense that looks pretty bad. Yes or no, Scott, would you start Adrian Peterson in standard leagues as an RB1 or RB2 in each of these games? Ready? Give me a yes or no. Next week at Texans. RB2. Home Jaguars. Yes. Uh, no. Home Rams. Yes. The Rams stink against the run. Home Titans. Yes. At Redskins? No. Home Giants. Yeah. <laughs> so Home there's Giants. value. There's value in Adrian up. Peterson. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm not saying he's going to be RB1 every week. No, RB2. No, RB2, RB2 yeah. yeah, but I mean, listen, I don't Home Giant, I tell you right now, is that week, that's week 16? Is that championship weekend in fantasy against home Giants? That's I mean, correct. whoever's got Adrian Peters would send them out there because by, by then, who knows who'll be playing for the Giants or who'll be coaching the Giants. Scott, I'm not going to bother you with Seattle rushing. You've been you've been on, on the record hating the Seattle rushing. And certainly, Russell Wilson is fine. Just looking at receiving, Doug Baldwin is Doug Baldwin. I'm happy with my trade. I think he's going to get up the most targets moving forward. I think he has a high floor. Richardson, Tyler Lockett, pick one. I had to pick Richardson. I've been on Richardson most of the year. You know, it's funny because I was all over Lockett last year, if you remember, and he does absolutely nothing. But this year I was on Richardson, and I feel like Richardson's just been a little more consistent. I also think Richardson it gives you the, the big playability more than Lockett does. And you would think opposite because Lockett's got that great speed. But I, I think every time there's been a big play, it's been Richardson. It's Kenyon Drake just runs a 70-yard touchdown run in. Hey. Jimmy Graham, more more twenty seven yards. That's the stat that's that uh, stands out to you. Only twenty seven yards receiving, or the two touchdowns. Which stat is more interesting to you? I gotta be honest, with you, I think it's the targets that are more interesting to me. The nine targets is it's it's good to see. The touchdowns are great, and I think they're starting to take. He's taking more of a role in the red zone, like he should have been for a while, like he was in New Orleans. I mean, this was a guy who put up some great numbers in New Orleans with Drew Brees, but Russell Wilson is just, you know, as capable of making plays. So if Seattle starts to utilize him, I think the two touchdowns are going to be a little more indicative and the targets are there. I think the yardage will pick up, but you start, if you see nine targets a week, then you know he's getting involved in this offense more, and he has been the past couple weeks. All right, what do you got for me? I got for you Packers at the Bears. I got this one game, this game. Well, actually, you got this game wrong, but we were both on the Bears. Uh, Packers win this game 23-16. to 16. I don't think many people out there were playing any of the quarterbacks. Both of them respectable, though. Hundley, 212 at a touchdown. Trubisky, 297 in a touchdown. you have interest in either one of these guys going forward? First, I have to give credit where credit is due, Scott. My cousin Jerry, who we both know, listens to the podcast. We like to talk sports all the time. He sends me the following text at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Just listen to your podcast. Great job. But you're all in on the Bears. Remember, John Fox is the head coach, and he is awful. Well done. And I have to tell you, it did give me some pause because when he says the definitive things, he's usually right on the money. I didn't get this game at all, man. I don't understand how a Bear – and this is why parity and this year in fantasy football in particular is so hard to handicap, man. This is a Bears defense that beats the Steelers at home, basically beats the Falcons for all intents and purposes, and then lays an egg against Brett Hundley. When they lose Aaron Jones and they lose Ty Montgomery in the game, how do you possibly figure that out? I don't understand it. Um, but I'm, I'm all lost. Who'd you ask me about? <laughs> I asked you. If you know. First off, 
kudos to cousin Jerry because it makes total sense. John Fox's and, and if you listen to John Fox's press conference, if you the quote was, "I've been in this league too long to worry about my job security." And by the way, John Fox does not look healthy. If you look at him on these press conferences, he, he really does not look healthy at all. So I don't know if the time is running out for him in the coaching game anyway. But really, I ask you if there's any interest in Brett Hundley or Mitchell Trubisky going forward. I found Trubisky. I mean, two ninety seven and the touchdown at home. That's a step in the right direction for him. I don't know if you see him in any matchups where he might be worth the flyer. He's getting comfortable, and I like Dontrell Inman. I told you Dontrell Inman's going to be the best wide receiver there. Inman goes for six for 88. Listen, let's not get crazy, Scott. Wide receiver three. But certainly if you were stuck and you needed somebody, bye week coming up or whatever it is, that's fine. No problem. Brett Hundley, I need to see more rushing. That's where I think he really gets his advantage. Listen, he's 18 to 25 for 212 and a touchdown. He could be okay. But I'm still worried about the turnovers with him and with no running game, man. I mean, maybe they got to throw it more, so that's a good thing. Adams caught a touchdown here. Jordy Nelson's basically on the side of a milk carton. But, no, I don't have any interest in either one of them. I think there's going to be better options. Yeah, and yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. And one of the biggest things for me out of this game, and, yes, it's you know, he's been a guy I'm on all year, but how does Jordan, Car- Jordan Howard only get 15 carries in this game? Is, am I missing something here? And from what I understand, didn't get a carry inside the goal line, and Benning Cunningham's out there running plays inside the goal line. 15 for 54. Why, why are they not handing him the ball off more? I, I think it comes down to Kyle Long. When Kyle Long plays, Scott, I think it makes a big difference for the Bears. That's the issue. They moved him from guard to tackle this year. He was real dominant. He's the guy that I think you got to worry about when he's in there. And John Fox said today, time will tell if Kyle Long can return from injury. I'll tell you this. If he doesn't come back, man, I feel really good about my about my breakfast. But if he comes back, I was shocked. I played Jordan Howard in all my DFS lineups. I thought he was a fantastic I. play. I don't get this at all. I know the Packers have a decent run defense at home, but not necessarily on the road. I'm mystified by the whole thing, just as you are. Yeah, it just just makes zero sense. You touched on the receivers. Adams with the 90 to touchdown. Uh, Inman, you like Inman going forward for the Bears. Uh, yeah, really not much else there. The tight ends don't do much on either side. And Tariq Cohen really not, not involved much at all. You know, Only one carry for one yard and one catch for 10 and only two targets. So, I mean, Jordan Howard continues to you know have a stranglehold on that backfield. If you have a quarterback, Scott, like Hunley, and you're going to sit there and you're going to need him to make passes, they're going to go short routes. They're going to go intermediate routes, which means, man, you need you go that way, I go this way moves. Jordy Nelson doesn't have those. So Randall Cobb is probably the guy moving forward that I think you want to look at because he can get those slants. And Adams is the better receiver on the outside in terms of being able to separate. Jordy Nelson has the craftiness. When Aaron Rodgers runs around, he knows where to go. But right now he is third on that depth chart. My, how the mighty have fallen yes they have a real quick we got my thoughts on it but jamal williams if he's the guy to go next week is he a viable option uh, who the who the packers have next week they packers got, have the packers are at home oh, at home the to the ravens i i'm not going to play him against the ravens at the steelers the following week also not playing him home bucks sure at browns no nah, browns have a good run defense at panthers no thank you forget this and then the vikings so the answer is no do not pick up jamal williams folks Next game up, Detroit 38, Cleveland 24. Had to be nervous for a while. Marvin Jones did not play well, but Golden Tate exploded. And Scott, Eric Ebron is alive. Yeah, the, the, I said he might have had a cut touchdown there. Good he call. Did. Well That's done. A, yes, very good. Yeah, two for 39. I didn't get the 90 yards on Abdullah, but he did get a touchdown also. Hey, good to see Ebron alive. Only three targets, though. Um, you know, so that's still – but. If you notice, there's no fells on the stat sheet, so maybe he's taking over this lead tight end role again. So, yeah, good to see Ebron get in the end zone because there's been a lot of Eric Ebron truthers out there that I know you've spoken to and I've seen as well and finally gets on the stat sheet for them. 
True or false, Scott, as much as Deshaun Kaiser has not played well, he had 232 yards, a touchdown interception, 57 rushing yards, and a touchdown. He is a viable starting fantasy option as we head down the stretch. Uh no, I'm gonna say false. Okay. All right, I test you. I I don't you know I don't have the confidence in him. Plus, I also don't have the confidence that he's gonna play a full game. Hugh Jackson pulls quarterbacks out like he's pulling rabbits out of a hat. It just it changes whatever he wants, whatever he feels like it. So, I'm gonna stay away from Sean Kaiser. Did I jump off the Isaiah Crowell bandwagon too quickly? Ninety yards and a touchdown. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, a 21 yard run broke one off. I, I listen. You've waited on you waited on nine weeks. I mean, it's not like you jumped <laughs> off after two. You jumped off after nine. I mean, it makes complete sense because you were gonna play him last week and you didn't, and then. He scores on the week you dropped him, I believe. I believe you did drop him uh, in one of the leagues. Yep, so, listen, maybe he's heating up. I don't know. Duke Johnson also got 10 carries for 54 yards. So the Browns ran the ball well with, between the three of them, Kaiser, Crowell, and Johnson. They ran for 201 yards. Yeah, problem is they just don't. They can't stop nobody either. They give 38. It's not going to get the job done. Stafford's great. He's home. Abdul did get a touchdown, Scott. 52 yards, 4.7 yards a carry. So, didn't get a lot of rushes, but certainly the most when he was there. How hot is Golden Tate, man? Six for 97 and a touchdown. Yeah, Tate is getting hot. It's good to see. He continues to stay hot. Marvin Jones took a step back when Golden Tate converts six of seven targets. Like you said, 97 in the score. Breaks off a nice 40-yard touchdown run. Golden Tate, who was completely underutilized when he was in Seattle, has really grown into a nice role here in Detroit. He's become a go-to guy for Stafford, and he is a full systems go the rest of the season. No questions asked. Uh, Kenny Galladay effect. He was back. He got three targets, two catches, 64 yards, a 50-yarder. What's the Galladay effect going forward? I think the Galladay effect is he's the deep threat. He's your Deshaun Jackson. He's what the Steelers had hoped Martavis Bryant would have been, so forth like that. So I think I don't know if you could really rely on him to get you six or seven catches a game. Um, not I don't believe that's going to happen, but he's going to be that guy to break away for you know, a big 50, 60-yard pass as he did with 51 yard there as christian mccaffrey gets a touchdown catch it's now 38 14 carolina wow. wow hey are you with me on this jason mccourty came back for the browns and he pretty much shadowed marvin jones the whole game i'm not worried about marvin jones moving forward i think it was just one game yeah and no, i agree i think it's, you know it's gonna happen golden tate will have one of those games too down the stretch even you know i say it's a full go it'll happen though but listen it happened here and you know stafford went elsewhere and you know you had your tight end involved for touchdown and golden tate does what he does It'll be all right, but yeah, just chalk it up as a bad week, that's all. Add a nice performance from the Lions defense, which was key. Bears defense let you down, which again was shocking. I also like the Bears defense better than the Lions defense to support you on that. Moving forward, give me a yes or no. You're going to start the Lions defense next week at Chicago. No. Home Vikings. You know, I could see that game being like a 17-14. I'd give that a, I'd give that a go, and I also think that could be Bridgewater's first game. At Ravens. Yes. At Bucks. Yes. Now we're in the fantasy playoffs, most likely in most leagues. Home Bears? No. At Bengals? Yes. Okay. I think the Bengals will be done. Now about Vontaze perfect, huh? Great. Yeah, seriously. Jets, Bucks. We got, I think we got this game wrong, too, both of us. I, mean, I think we expected a lot more in the Revenge Bowl. So many aspects of Josh McCown, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and uh, then Safarian, nothing, Safarian Jenkins. Nothing happened. I mean, yeah. you played Fitzpatrick. He texted texted me and cousin Kevin this in the morning saying, who, who sits – uh, Dak Prescott and Philip Rivers for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I wasn't crazy, that man. You. I was oh, well, not crazy. The thought, the thought was there. Listen, I started Josh McCown in one of my leagues. I mean, and we both got it wrong. 
Uh, 15, 10, Tampa. Prescott, though, I was 0.95 points. I, I think that's a win. I, I you know, it's not like Prescott went out and threw three touchdowns. No, 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 no. Listen, Rivers, Rivers was the one that surprised us well, all. I think yeah, he put up a 20 Jacksonville. burger in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah I, wasn't, I wasn't playing. Yeah, he wasn't on the radar. But yeah, uh, 15, 10, Tampa Bay wins a very ugly game. Um, not much to speak. I mean, Josh McCown, 267 in the touchdown. Fitzpatrick, 187 in the touchdown. And both of them drew a pick. You know, I think, um, you know, I don't really know if you're looking forward to either one of these. Uh, how long Winston's going to be out a couple of weeks. Maybe you look at Fitzpatrick down the road as a streaming option. I do. I, don't know you tell me. I, I do. I know tell you, me where. You're going to tell me I'm nuts. I do. Ready? Next week at the Dolphins, he'll get Evans back. I think he's a low-end QB1. Then he goes to Atlanta. That's tough. At the Packers, no problem there. Home Lions. Now, Winston could be back by then. But listen, you know it, man. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have one of these four touchdown games soon. And I know I want to be there. <laughs> I want to be there for it. But if you're stuck and you really need a start, I could see starting him next week at Miami there. That The Florida Bowl, I think that's going to be a good one. Yeah, well, I think week 11 really wraps up the big buys. We've had a couple of weeks, week 9, that's week true. 10. We've had some big, yeah, team, big teams on buys. Some big players out in week 11, I think, wraps that up. You know, most notably Carolina's on a bye. So Cam Newton will be out, Christian McCaffrey and so forth. Uh, Jets side, really, again, not much there from the rushing game. Bilal Powell, I was on him. DFS really does nothing 10 for 30, so stay away from that. Robbie Anderson keeps on going. Four for 85 and a touchdown. Robbie Anderson, can, is he, can he flirt with wide receiver one status going forward? Here we go. Home Panthers, I would play him. Home Chiefs, I would play him. At Denver, that's not as tough as it used to be. Wide receiver three. At the Saints, you'll get Lattimore. Probably not. Home Chargers, definitely. Robbie Anderson is playable, Scott. Here's a stat. Not sure if you saw it, but I give credit to one of our fellow uh, last word on sports writers, Mark, put out a tweet that since week three, standard points, Robbie Anderson has 82 which is the same amount as Antonio Brown. Wow, that's nuts. I did not see that. Wow. So that's a, that's standard fantasy points. Same amount, 82 as Brown since week three. Severian Jenkins goes six for 67, so he doesn't score, but he produces not like bad. he does. PPR game, not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, really nothing else on the Jets side. Doug Martin, 20 for 51. What are your thoughts on Doug Martin going forward? Not a Doug Martin guy. I know they're going to try to feed him. He's really struggled. If you really need him, that's fine, but you need to have a better, a, a real worse option in order to do it. I do like Chris Godwin, though, Scott. Ten yeah, give, you, give you credit on that one. You called that one. <clears throat> Ten targets, five for 68. I mean, listen, Evans is going to be back. I understand that. But feast or famine getting six receptions, 82 yards, that's never going to happen again. Man, on 10 targets, Fitz was looking his way all the time. I kind of hunched play on one of my smaller lineups with Adam Humphreys, and that, that failed. That so didn't did work. I. I like that one, too. Yeah, this is a really yeah. hard one to figure out. And Cameron Braid only gets one catch, and O.J. Howard's not on the stat sheet. So just a very, very odd game in uh, in Tampa where the Bucks win at 15-10. to 10. You get a fun one. Minnesota 38, Washington 30. Explain to me how a Washington team can go to Seattle, look so good, play so well, really do an incredible job, and then come home against Case Keenum, and it was like target practice. Uh, I, I got this one wrong. I, I, I really love the Redskins in this game. I thought, I really thought they'd show up. I didn't think it would be a letdown, and sure enough, it was dead wrong. It was a letdown. I mean, they had a 10-7 lead, but that second quarter, they're down 28-17 at the half, and the Vikings just didn't look back. And you know, normally we say it's the Vikings running, but it was Case Keenum, 304 yards. 
I, I, you know, the Redskins are a team. They, the talent's there. I mean, I, I think the talent's there. I mean, they've had a disappointing year, obviously, from Terrell Pryor, but I think they have skill at the wide receivers. Even with Kelly down, I think there's some skill in the backfield with Chris Thompson and the quarterback's there, and they have two very good tight ends, especially when one of them is healthy in Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis is out there. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get this one. The wide receivers for the Minnesota Vikings. Scott, Adam Thielen is the third best PPR fantasy point wide receiver. 16.3 fantasy points per game. He goes bananas in this game, probably because they were focused on Diggs, although Diggs still got his. Eight receptions, 166 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets. Stefan Diggs, not bad himself. Four receptions, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Talk to me about Diggs and Thielen moving forward. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both wide receiver ones at this point. And Thielen's doing it where it took him about seven or eight weeks to score a touchdown, if I, don't, if I remember correctly. So and he's getting hot eight for 166. It's a big line. Uh, I liked him a little better than Diggs, and it you know, worked out well. But Diggs did his thing as well. Yeah, they're both, to me, they're both wide receiver ones every week. Now, you know, when, if and when Bridgewater gets in, then, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, uh, Bridgewater's got the talent, but let's remember he hasn't played in a year and a half. So see what happens there but right now it's crazy with case keenum they're both wide receiver ones murray or mckinnon rest of schedule i still like uh mckinnon uh murray getting the goal line carries it definitely increases his value i think mckinnon just has more to offer and i think game script here with the vikings up in the second half big a little bit allowed them to run the ball a little more murray than get mckinnon involved in the passing game so I'm still leaning McKinnon. Um, Murray's going to get his as well, but I'm still picking McKinnon. Note for next week, Rams second most generous to opposing running backs. They're headed to Minnesota. Looking over at the Redskins side, Kirk Cousins will be fine. One touchdown, one interception, 327 yards. We talked about the running backs already. Talk. Tell me I'm wrong. I love Jamison Crowder. I'm tell- they need someone to be a receiver. Dotson is not going to be a high-volume guy. They're going to look for Crowder over the middle, especially if Reed's not there. I like Jamison Crowder as a possible wide receiver one moving forward. Tell me I'm nuts. Well, I mean, you've been on him all year. You you were hoping to see this from the get-go. I think what you say, you had him very high in wide receiver rankings for the end of the season. So, listen, he's going to get a chance. I mean, Terrell Pryor is obviously a non-factor anymore in Washington. So he's going to be competing with Dotson in the tight ends and Chris Thompson out of the backfield. And Ryan Grant actually left this game with an injury as well. So that takes one more off. And I'm not sure if. Maurice Harris with that sensational catch is going to be a factor going forward. So that was a nice catch, him. though. That was yeah, a beautiful <laughs> catch. Kudos to him on making that beautiful catch. I'm just not sure if this is going to be a week, every week thing. So listen, it's going to be Crowder's job to run with. He's going to get the targets. He had 11 targets, four for 76. You'd like to see a little. You'd like to see a little better catch to target ratio there than four for 11. But so be it. He'll get the chance. I think Dotson will increase. He did have seven targets, and I think he will get more involved as well. But it's Crowder's job to uh, run with if he wants it. I like Vernon Davis, really solid game, 11 targets, 7 for 76. I think he's pretty solid moving forward. So I like. who do you like better rest of schedule, Vernon Davis or Jimmy Graham in PPR leagues? You got the schedules in front of you. We'll do Washington first. How's this sound? Ready? Yeah. Redskins moving forward at the Saints, home Giants, at the Cowboys, at the Chargers, home Cardinals, home Broncos. That's very, very good for uh, Mr. Vernon Davis. I think you're going to go with him in Seattle. I think I, I get two before. I'll just give it to you again. Home Falcons at Niners. Home Eagles at Jaguars. Home Rams at Cowboys. Yeah, that Eagle and uh, Jaguars to their two games back to back will take uh, 
I'll take Vernon Davis if he's going to be the number one tight end. Jordan Reed's not playing. I'll take Vernon Davis. We got Houston traveling to L.A. Um, and Deshaun Watson's gone, and this team really just can't do anything else. Uh, the Rams 33, Houston 7. We'll skip Tom Savage because he's not playable. Lamar Miller went 11 for 60. He ran well, but only had 11 carries against them. I know you're not a Lamar Miller guy. Devonta Foreman was out there for seven carries. Still pegged Lamar Miller as a solid RB2 rest of schedule. I don't like Lamar Miller. I do think that Deontay Foreman is going to start getting the carries. I don't like Miller. I think he's very vanilla. Why would you want him on your team? 11 rushes, 60 yards, one catch. I just don't get it. He's not going to be an option. They're going to force feed the ball to Hopkins, which they did again, 14 targets. Will Fuller got hurt. I think he's out possibly for the rest of the year. This is just a team in disarray. I asked you off here. I'll ask you on your thoughts. In one of our leagues, we just had a trade where Lamar Miller was the focal point along with Marquise Lee being traded for Julio Jones. Your thought on that trade in a standard league? I'll be rejecting that trade. Fair enough. (laughs) That's Uh, ridiculous, yes. DeAndre Hopkins, 7 for 11, 14 targets. So he is still, even with Tom Savage, he's an all-out wide receiver one. So it's good to see him getting his... His numbers there. Uh, Will Fuller got hurt in this game. Expected to be out a couple of weeks, maybe even longer. So does that hurt Hopkins, or can he still get his with no, Fuller out? No, he's, he's proof. He's, he's target proof. He's quarterback proof. He's everything proof. His numbers obviously are going to be a high-end wide receiver one, but his targets put him there. No problem. Could, could this uh, add C.J. Fedorowicz to the tight end one conversation now where he's going to have to get some more looks at healthy Fedorowicz in this uh, offense? I would hope so. Two catches, 10 yards. are really disappointed. Thank goodness I went with Vernon Davis over him, but yeah. Jared Goff, 355 and three touchdowns. I mean, kid, he can play now. I mean, there's a lot of questions about him going into the season. Maybe it was Jeff Fisher. Maybe that was the problem, just not letting the kid get in and letting him do his thing. He's doing great jobs with the rookie coach in in uh, Los Angeles, 355 and three touchdowns. Jared Goff, where does he finish rest of season? Uh, you know, it's a tricky one. I think certain weeks he's great and certain weeks he's not. I would not play him at Minnesota this week. Uh, I just, at some point, he's still Jared Goff, okay? And that means he's going to come back to reality. I don't I see mean, he it. was a number one overall pick. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, I know, and so was Alex Smith. It just means that they're good. It doesn't mean they're great. I mean, he's playing out of his mind right now, and he this week was good. Last week he did it on minimal pass attempts. At Vikings, I don't play him, Scott. Home Saints, of course. At the Cardinals, sure. Home Eagles, I don't know if I'd play him there. At Seattle, I know it's still Seattle, but by the end of the year, they usually get it going. Then he's at the Titans for the championship week. I think he's a solid play. But I don't think you just roll with him and say he's an automatic mid to high QB one. That is just my no, opinion. I mean, I, I could see that, but I tell you, the game that that Seattle game is not nearly as uh, threatening as it's been in the past. We've seen quarterbacks it's go in true. there and do things, namely Deshaun Watson. But uh, yeah, I think he's a viable option. I know uh, Swaggerlicious in our league was. Uh, waxing poetic about his oh, trade yeah, he made for this yeah, guy to win careful. him one week. Let's be careful, right? When you get cocky, that's when things turn. It's still Jared Goff. Well, okay? the, cockiness, not- the cockiness is there. I know I'm getting text messages and you're getting tweets. So yeah, he gets his little uh, two seconds on the show here. Todd Gurley, 11 for 68 in the rushing game. I was a little disappointed with the rushing totals, but he picked it up with 6 for 68 in the receiving. So overall, a good game for Gurley. And i got to give you credit here from the receivers. I asked you to peg the three of these last week, and you got them right on the nose. Robert Woods just exploded and beat me in three leagues. And then you had Watkins. They had a cup, and they both equaled out. Cup had more catches, but Watkins had a touchdown. So good call there, Robert Woods. 
Um, is this now a two-week thing, or can we buy into Robert Woods being legitimate the rest of the year? I, I still like Sammy Watkins slightly better but I think it eliminates Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is fine. He's the possession receiver. But they're basically putting the, the, the second and third cornerbacks on Robert Woods. That's going to change. But Sammy Watkins is the more talented receiver. I'll take Watkins' rest of schedule. And yeah, Not much else there to talk about. Tyler Higby at 2 for 22. Other than that, that's it. Rams a big 33-7 win against the Texans. Atlanta 27, Dallas 7. I think Dak Prescott just got sacked again. Talk to me. <laughs> Talk, talk to me about the running backs moving forward. You mentioned it before. Just do it quickly. Who do you like best rest of schedule? Well, I mean, the, the carries, you know, first and second down carries are almost certainly going to go to Alfred Morris. And I think game script will determine on how valuable Rod Smith is going to be. We, we, I think we've come to the conclusion that Aaron McFadden has no place in this offense, barring an injury to one of those two. So, I mean, Morris will be your, to me, maybe a RB2, a high RB2. I will not put him as an RB1. And I put Rod Smith as potential for low RB2, yeah, game script dependent. So I put Morrison than Smith. That's you know, in that order. Jason Witten back, seven receptions, seven targets, 59 yards. Talk to me about Des Bryant, four receptions, 39 yards. He was injured coming in this game, but this is not out of the out of the norm for him this year. No, it's not. But I also think we got to put some stock in the fact that Prescott was running for his life all game long. I mean, he you know, had no chance to really do anything. I mean, outside of Witten, in, in a game like that where you are being chased around the pocket, it makes sense that your tight ends are want to get seven catches. So, you know, yeah, I know you're not a Des guy. I'm not a huge Des guy either. Uh, four for 39. He had eight targets, was banged up. I mean, he went pass on this game only because, you know, they, they really had no chance on offense. Hey, listen, he should feel better. He gained two more points on Ted Ginn. He's only four. He's four points ahead now, as opposed to that bad. Ted Ginn had more points than Des Bryant. Moving over to Atlanta, Matty Ice is he getting cooking? Two touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, he's getting them in the yards. Only two fifteen, but again, they had they seemingly had this game in control as they into the third quarter with a seventeen seven lead, and Dallas really couldn't do much on offense. The numbers will start to pick up. It's nice to see the two to one ratio and a quarterback rating of one hundred four point eight. Still love to see him get Julio Jones involved more, but it's not happening yet. Other than that, though, Ryan, he's on the right track for sure. Tevin Coleman moving forward. What do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, if Freeman's out, he's an, uh, for anything, he's no longer the one. The one B. He is a all go one twenty for eighty three. A solid effort there in the touchdown. He'll be able to catch passes in the backfield too. And Taron Ward will take on a sneaky uh, scat back role if Devontae Freeman is out for a little bit. Your guy Austin Hooper scored six catches, four nine yards, and a touchdown. Disappointed, Mohamed Sanu. I still like Sanu better than Hooper in PPR moving forward. No. Yeah, we both get uh, disappointed in Sanu. Uh, Hooper, I was hoping would help, help me beat you. Did not happen. You know, listen, Sanu only had five targets. He was out-targeted by Julio and Hooper. So, you know, I like Sanu. I, I do like Sanu, but I can't put him more than a wide receiver, too. It's, you know, if Hooper gets going, it takes away from Sanu more than it does Julio, I believe. Dak Prescott moving forward per game. Give me a yes or no whether he's a QB1 rest of schedule. Here we go. Home against the Eagles Sunday night. No. Home against the Chargers. Yes. Home against the Redskins. Yes. Three consecutive home games for Dallas, by the way. At the Giants. Yeah. At the Raiders. That's Let's a Sunday no. night game. I'm going to say no. And home Seahawks. Uh, no. All right. We got San Francisco 49ers. Popping Kyle Shanahan's cherry, getting him a victory. And, of course, it was against the New York Giants. 31-21, the Niners beat the Giants. And this is just, yeah, I, I guess we, we're not surprised. I mean, I, I think we both thought the Giants would go out there and get the job done and play hard, and sure enough, they didn't. Start with the Giants, Eli Manning, two for 73 and two touchdowns. We talked about how times really fell down for him going into this game. 
Nice bounce-back game for him. I don't think many people played him, though, unless maybe you streamed him in DFS. Your thoughts, Eli Manning? Anything of interest at all going forward? Nothing. Zero. Orleans Darkwa, 14 for <laughs> 70. 14 for 70. Is Orleans, Dar- Orleans Darkwa, is he an RB2? Yes. Yes, I like it. The only thing that came out of this game is positive of Giants. Yes, I like Orleans Darkwa moving forward. Yes. How about Sterling Shepard, 11 for 142? Yep. Yeah, is yeah. this just because they were chasing and behind? No, or no, no, no. Can you no. buy into this? No, I can buy into it. I like Sterling Shepard moving forward. He's top receiver. They're going to have to throw the ball. They're going to have negative game scripts. We know that. I like Shepard. Maybe even a wide receiver one next week against Kansas City. Roger Lewis, wide receiver two? Yeah, I like Roger Lewis. I, I actually liked him against <laughs> Shepard. I said that, but probably not. And then Evan Ingram, he gets a touchdown, 6 for 31. We'll move over to San Francisco. C.J. Beathard. 288, two touchdowns. And again, he would only have been played if you took him in DFS. But there's some uh, rumbling coming out of San Francisco. He's got an injured thumb. So the Garoppolo watch is now on. Uh, they do have a bye this week. So Carlos Hyde would fall into that bye category. Hyde, 17 for 98. Only two catches for six yards. But I know you like Hyde rest of season. So numbers like this are even better going forward. Yeah. I mean, listen, Breed has taken a couple uh, a couple touchdowns from the 33-yarder. I mean, he's had some some touchdowns, but he's not getting the goal line touches. Seven, he's still out, out rushing Breed a two-to-one. He's still catching passes. He caught two or three today. He was a little lower than he normally gets. I, I still like Hyde moving forward, especially if Garoppolo gets under center in two weeks. Yeah, I talked about Marquise Goodwin last week. It's one catch for 82 <laughs> yards on that long touchdown. Feel good story there. Not sure if you heard him and his wife, unfortunately. Yes, yes. Maybe if so only a sad. few hours beforehand. So if you could take any solace out of the fact, I mean, he makes a nice touchdown there. And then, you know, a lot of uh, looking up to the sky in, in, you know, for his newborn passing away. And then we switch over to death taxes and a tight end scoring against the New York Giants. We called this one. Get this one out. 2,500 on DFS. 16 points for Garrick Selleck. And then he goes out and tweets. You know, rumors were I was a fantasy sleeper, so I had to go out and produce for my fantasy players. And you sure did, my friend. Four catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown, including a career-long 47-yard touchdown reception. Yeah, we hit this one right on the head. Death taxes, and Travis Kelsey's my number one tight end next week, just to let you know uh, in fantasy Travis, pros. Travis, Travis Kelsey may, may eclipse 175 yards against the Giant defense and score like six times. Uh, the Giant defense, they, they it's safe to say they've quit. Um, Janoris Jenkins... I don't, know where, well, I don't know where any of these guys are on defense, but the Niners get a win going forward. They're on a bye, so fantasy options really are Carlos Hyde and then to watch what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Third quarter. All right, well, let's get to the game. This is your game, and fittingly enough, Crazy. you're going to get this one. You start quarter three. You couldn't have been more all over this game than Nuts. you were. Uh, we talk, you talked about this game probably a combined 20 minutes in two episodes. Yeah, the Bills plus three at home. Uh, Saints 47, Bills 10. <laughs> I will let I, you talk about this one. Go I, ahead. I just – I don't get it, Scott. The Bills were fired up. They had laid an egg against the Jets. They come home here to the cold. I expected the defense to show up. I expected Tyrod to move the ball. None of it happened. They ran the ball all over the Bills. 298 rushing yards. Ingram 131 and three touchdowns. Kamara 106 and a touchdown. Trey Edmonds 48 and a touchdown. Drew Brees got a rushing touchdown. Six rushing touchdowns. It was just an absolute destruction. I hope this is not a sign to come for the Bills. They get to go out to the Chargers next week. Maybe no Rivers. Maybe they get it right. Feel badly for them. They were, uh, what, 5-2. and two. Now they're 5-4. and four. They lost their first game at home. They were 4-1. and one shocked by this outcome yeah bill's still holding on to that sixth uh, playoff spot in the afc but they better get things right if they want to stay in that picture 
Uh, you talked about Ingram Kamara and the running backs. They're they're both full goes every week, and it's 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 crazy to see how the Saints are kind of changing their you know look. You know, they're going from a passing team as Devin Funches breaks in for another touchdown. Uh, but Ingram and Kamara are two very value valuable running backs. You called Ingram right when Peterson was traded. You've been all over that three touchdowns. Um, really, they're, they're full goes every week. Both of them. Michael Thomas nine for one seventeen. Nice game there for him as. Nobody else even caught more than five passes or cracked more than 32 yards. So it was really Michael Thomas and nobody else in the receiving game. Your thoughts on Michael Thomas going forward? Hey, he's pretty solid. He gets the targets. He was only 7,000 on DraftKings, 10 targets. You know, the touchdowns may not come, but he's going to get the receptions. He's going to get the looks. Kamara is the second guy there. Ted Ginn, yes, is reasonable, but not outdoors in the freezing cold. Thomas is safe. You want a safe wide receiver in DFS, Scott? You start Michael Thomas. Let's go over to the Bills side. You know, you're a big Tyrod Taylor guy, and I respect what Tyrod Taylor does. I think he's looked at unfairly by Bills fans, and there's more talk now. They're clamor, they're clamoring for Nathan Peterman in Buffalo to be the starting quarterback. I just don't understand why Tyrod Taylor doesn't get the respect. This game was over from Jump Street, so we kind of just draw out the stat line, 9 for 18, 56 yards. How do you feel about Tyrod Taylor going forward, and are you worried that Nathan Peterman's going to cut into his time at some point. That would be disappointing. He brings so much to the table fantasy-wise, especially with the rushing yards. Only at 27 rushing yards this game. I, I just like that he he's the perfect type of guy for a Bills offense that's going to struggle. They want to run the ball. Having a rushing quarterback helps LeSean McCoy. He, he's, he's athletic. He's not afraid to take a shot deep. I just think he's a very safe guy. But if Peterman takes over, yeah, that'd be disappointing. I'd hit the old waiver wire then. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. so, so it's not just a love of Tyrod Taylor. It's a love of Buffalo Bills quarterbacks. I get it now. Yeah, No, I, I don't know if I would pick up Peterman, but I I, I don't know. I, I think Tyrod's the best guy for their offense right now. Maybe in the offseason they want to make a change. I don't know if Nathan Peterman's coming in and you know, getting the same production, which is pretty much 20 fantasy points per game, roughly, give or take, except for this game. Yeah, McCoy does nothing, but I'm not going to waste time because you start McCoy every week. Uh, Calvin Benjamin had three for 42 in his Bills debut at six targets. How does Kelvin Benjamin fit in this offense? Your boy Jordan Matthews only had one catch. Your boy Charles Clay, who you're expecting you know, to explode, two for 13. Uh, my boy Deontay Thompson only one for 10. So makes sense. What do you th- uh, look at as Kelvin Benjamin's role in this Bills offense? They're going to have to feed him because they need a weapon, and he's a weapon. They're going to feed him, and he's going to get passes. Disappointed with Jordan Matthews. Maybe it was game flow. Listen, I'm not saying he's going to get eight catches, but I certainly think five catches for 70 yards is reasonable. Charles Clay, I backed off on a little bit. I took him out of all my lineups because I knew he was injured. I didn't think he was there, but he'll come. He'll get right because they need him in this offense. He is probably Scott their best wide receiving option, so they need Charles Clay to get going. Uh, I think if Benjamin uh, gets gets going in this system, I think he I think he'll produce there. Uh, whether it's Taylor or Peterman throwing, but Clay, if healthy, is a is a valuable piece for sure. For the second week in a row, man, I got the Titans game wrong by a half a point. Very frustrating. Titans twenty four, Bengals twenty. Bengals came in. You don't know what to expect from them. They really did not look good, and then all of a sudden, Adrian Green catches a bomb at the end of the game. Are you of the camp, listen, A.J. got his numbers, I don't care how he gets them, or are you more of the fact that without that pass, he's 4 for 45 and no touchdowns? Yeah, you know, it's 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 tough. I'm a little bit of both. I mean, because of, you know, I now own him in the league via trade by you, obviously I was thrilled with the 70-yard touchdown. But, yeah, I mean, he got out-targeted by Brandon LaFell, so I'd be a little bit worried. I, I thought the get-right game was coming, so on paper it looks like it did, but it really didn't. I still think he's going to be fine going forward. It's just a matter of you know how much 
the Bengals actually care and try in these football games. Joe Mixon, what is the deal? He's only getting nine carries, nine, ten carries. He's not getting a chance. I mean, he's averaging four yards a game, uh, four yards a carry, but he, they, they're just not running. I mean, they don't give this kid a chance to run. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Again, and again, Giovanni Bernard only gets two carries. I, I mean, I think Mixon's got the talent. He gets a touchdown, um, uh, rushing touchdown to get the fantasy, you know, numbers looking, you know, acceptable. But I don't know what it is. They just refuse to give him 15, 16 yards a carry. I mean, and the game was never really out of reach at one point. I mean, it was 17-13 at halftime. It was 17-13 going into the fourth. But he's got nine carries. I don't know. One day the Bengals will realize that Giovanni Bernard is still good. We'll move on from there. Tyler Croft, bounce back, no? Um, you know, you know, I'm not a big Tyler Croft guy. I haven't been on him all year. So, I don't know, whatever. He can get three or four catches in a game. But I'm not expecting much else. Marcus Mariota. Starting to show signs of life. I know he threw the interception, but he had the late touchdown, let him down the field. Also ran for 51 yards. That's got to be a good sign. Yeah, well, that's the telling part there. I mean, he's, the, the the passing numbers are getting a little better, but the rushing numbers are 51 yards. is back-to-back weeks now with a couple of big runs. So if that shows his legs are healthy. So that's where the fantasy value increases. So hopefully he can keep that going and eventually get his uh, you know his completion percentage up. You know, 25 or 44, not the greatest numbers there. Did throw the interception so and only averaged six yards a, uh, an attempt. So we want that to pick up as well. Yeah, tough matchup on the short turnaround Thursday night. Touched on it before. They go to Pittsburgh. You know, if this game was in Tennessee, you might look at it a little differently. But it's in Pittsburgh, so it might be a little different there as well. But I like him going forward as long as he keeps those legs churning. I still think you got to like Murray better than Henry, strictly because of the receptions, four catches, four targets, and the touchdown, 30 yards. I know Henry had 52 yards, Murray had 42. This is a tough Bengals rush defense, but I think Murray's the play moving forward. Yeah, well, if he's gonna, if he's going to get the catches that I thought Henry would get, then yeah, he becomes the play. And sure enough, you know, his three touchdowns stuck it to me as well. Rashard Matthews still the guy among the receivers. Delaney Walker not bad, but in terms of wide receivers, it's still going to be Matthews, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you got to take some, you know, you got to take something in there that Corey Davis had ten targets, so that's got to mean a little bit. You know, he was looked at a lot, out targeted Walker and Matthews, so maybe they can try to get Corey Davis more involved. And if that happens, maybe Marcus Mariota becomes more of a factor going forward. You know, if they can get Davis to become a legit second receiver behind Matthews, the Pittsburgh Steelers edge out, squeak out a win in Indianapolis. Did not look good for most most of this game, but they beat the Colts twenty to seventeen. You know, we know your thoughts on certain players on the Pittsburgh Steelers, so break this down for me. You know, I pegged Ben Roethlisberger as the guy to go with in DFS. The line you know, eventually worked out a little bit. It wasn't as good as we hoped for, but your thoughts on the Steelers' performance here, Roethlisberger, 236, two touchdowns at a pick. That interception, of course, was thrown when he was targeting who? That's right. <laughs> your boy, Mr. <laughs> Three-catch, Bryant. Listen... A road win in the NFL is a road win. I mean, if you're a Steeler fan, I understand it didn't go the way you thought, but they had a great comeback. They got the win. That's all that matters. Now they're coming home. They got a lot of home games. Got to be excited about that. I think Ben is solid. I still think he's a solid play moving forward. Martavis Bryant, they're going to work him in, but they're not going to take looks away from Juju Smith-Schuster. Schuster has established himself. Antonio Brown is the man. I like Smith-Schuster. I think he could drop off a little bit with the Bryant news. But Brian is going to, you know, he, he's not going to get seven catches. He's going to get three catches, maybe he catches a long one. It's fine. They have a good team. They have good weapons. They're starting to roll, man. Even Vance McDonald got a touchdown. Vance McDonald could not have been more wide open on this touchdown. And Roethlisberger almost didn't even see him until late to get rid of the ball. Uh, Bell gets 112 combined yards, so typical Le'Veon Bell. Only 26 carries, not 35, 40, so they cut him down a little bit. 
Uh, get back to Smith Schuster though. Your feelings on him? Yeah, you know, I know you said he might cool down, but where do you put him at? I mean, he's another one of those guys that helped you beat me this week. Five for ninety-seven, gets another touchdown. Antonio Brown only had three for forty-seven, so he's getting more involved in this offense every week. He is. I just don't think he can produce at the level he's been going at. I wanted to try to trade him. Then I realized your trade deadline passed, Scott. So I was trying to see if I could maybe get some value for him. Listen, I think he's solid. I think he's a solid, solid play. But if you could get maybe a wide receiver who's not doing well, if you could have packaged him with a running back and gotten Julio Jones, that's something that I really would have looked at. Well, I'll play this game with you. You do it with me. Rest of schedule. Where do you peg him? Thursday night, short turnaround, home Tennessee. Oh, you got to play him. The following Sunday night, home Green Bay. And that's a night night game? That is an NBC game. Oh, dear Lord. (laughs) The the following Monday night at Cincinnati. That's frisky. I don't know about that. That's a frisky game, rivalry game, black and blue, 16-13. Le'Veon gets 35 carries. I'm not sure about that one. Wow, the following. I just realized four primetime on the following Sunday night, home Baltimore. Oh, dear Lord. Home. Uh, Sunday afternoon, the game that may determine the number one seed in the FC, home New England. All right, maybe I'm happy I have Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> Christmas Day <laughs> at Houston. Uh, we're, all right, we're all set. And that is Fantasy Championship Day, Christmas Day at Houston. If I find a way to make that championship, he'll be starting in my league. So, Juju Smith-Schuster, <laughs> nice schedule moving forward. A very nice schedule going forward for, uh, for Juju Smith-Schuster. Let's get over to the... Colts side, Jacoby Brissett had a decent game, kept his team involved. They had him leading going into the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, not enough to win. 222, two touchdowns and a pick. You know, I like him as a streaming option, but now there's concern that he's in concussion protocol. He may not be healthy. So if he's out and Scott Tolzien is in, uh, is that night-night to anybody in the skill positions for the Colts? Boy, Marlon Mack, I'm going to do an article for Dynasty Trade Calculator fishing up now on how Marlon Mack is such a great trade candidate because people are just going to dump him and not realize how great he can be. Let's say Frank Gore's back. Let's say Andrew Luck comes back from Europe and his shoulder's okay. This is a guy who could be tremendous next year, but I don't get what's going on. I have no interest. T.Y. Hilton I thought would be a little bit better. Maybe you can play him here and there. Jack Doyle didn't even do much. I, I think this is a tough, tough one moving forward. This was a Chester Rogers game, six for one hundred and four. His only mention on this podcast going forward. Jaguars twenty, Chargers seventeen. Chargers were frisky here, played very tough in Jacksonville, but Jacksonville, as Tom Coughlin teams do, Scott found a way to win. Or did the Chargers find a way to lose? Yeah, well, you know, for the narrative, I'm going to say they found a way to win. <laughs> Blake Bortles, if Tyrod Taylor's on the bench, could be my starting quarterback. One touchdown, two, two interceptions, 34 yards rushing. So he eliminated one of the interceptions, right? That's what he does. He uh, threw the ball 51 times in this game. He did. 51 and, and times. Allen Hurts was 7 for 70, man, but he's injured now and could be out next week. Marquise Lee, D.D. Westbrook, any thoughts? I mean, Marquise Lee for sure. Uh, Jarvis Landry with a touchdown, not 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 forty points, but so I can't beat you. Marquise Lee is for sure a target guy. Uh, you know, if you can get him, um, it's trading deadlines approaching. If anybody's worried about the Jacksonville connection, definitely target him with eleven targets, especially if Hearns is out. I'm not buying the Keenan Cole eight targets. T.J. Yeldon thing maybe. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of looks in a game that Fournette played. You know, eight targets. Maybe he gets more involved on third downs, and he could be a sneaky low end RB two just from a passing standpoint. Be an Ellington type, a, la a couple weeks ago. Other than that, you know, it's Marquise Lee. 
Jaguars do stuff that make no sense here. Charges are terrible against running backs this entire year. Fournette comes back 17 for 33. I know you're not worried, but this is why fantasy is tough. There's no logical reason that Leonard Fournette should have at least 80 yards at a touchdown this game. It makes no sense. Flip over to the other side. Are you really going to try to sell me like the rest of the Twitter community is that Austin Eckler is going to be an issue? And by the way, he fumbled at the end of the game. I'm not going to sell you, but it's another week of less than two yards of carry for Melvin Gordon. And if Melvin Gordon's not going to score, unfortunately for me, Jordan Howard hasn't been able to take advantage of these weeks and you know, pull away because John Fox doesn't know how to give him the ball. But Melvin Gordon's been terrible this year. You take away the touchdowns, he's been terrible. His his yards per carry is very, very low, but it's his usage in the passing game, which he had five receptions this game. I know only 15 yards and the fact that he gets the goal line touches. But I'm not buying Austin Eckler. He's a nice little you know streaky play, but Gordon's going to be fine, especially but, when they get uh, But home. does it concern you, though, that Eckler got – 10 carries and caught five of five passes. Like, he was involved. Not like this game was a blowout. I mean, and he was involved in key points of this game. Does it concern me, Scott, moving forward in future years where I rank him in my dynasty rankings, Melvin Gordon? 100%. Does it concern me for the rest of this year? No, it does not. I also think that they're going to use Eckler more, Scott, because you're playing the Jaguars, right? They're secondary, Boye, Ramsey, the whole crew. They're going to make it really tough. Keenan Allen had a fight for those four for 48. Terrell Williams only a two for 49. Mike Williams, two for 24. So I think the Chargers are smart here. They're trying to attack a Jacksonville defense. The receivers are tough, so let's hit the guy coming out of the backfield. I think next week against the Bills, is a get-right game for Melvin Gordon. Yeah, my, Mike Williams is a bit of a disappointment. I, as I made a couple of late lineups, I looked at him as a potential sleeper in this game, figuring that the Jaguars are keen on the other guys, Allen and so forth, and he just did nothing there. So uh, uh, pretty much a ho-hum game. You know, Melvin Gordon still leads the lead. The, the podcast site will uh, leads the bet. The podcast site will update those stats going forward so everybody can be involved in that. But the Jaguars, they are the, the five seed in the AFC playoffs. What a 2017 win. Bring it home. Last game. Pats and the Broncos. A Sunday nighter. You thought the Broncos might be able to keep them. The Broncos defense could keep them in this game. Um, no, they couldn't. Uh, the Broncos defense is a shell of what they were. They've now given up 92 points in the past two weeks. Yes, to the Eagles and the Patriots, but they just couldn't do it. Tom Brady, 266, three touchdowns. We'll skip him. Mike Gillisley was inactive in this game. We found out about 7-10. He is now Jonas Grade from the Patriots. He is no longer involved. Deion Lewis, 14 for 55. Rex Burkhead, 10 for 36. James White doesn't really do much in this game. So out of these three now, because we're now down to three, who's the more valuable play going forward? Is it Burkhead? Boy, that was one expensive fumble by Mike Gillisley, huh? And the problem is the LeGarrette blunt roll does not exist this year. It doesn't exist because the Patriots offense has struggled. And it doesn't exist because now that the Patriots offense is actually getting pretty good, he fumbled and he got Wally pipped. This is tough. Deion Lewis is good. Rex Burkhead is good also. The problem is none of them are going to get enough of a significant share that you can count on them. If you made me pick one, I kind of like Burkhead. Because I think that if they need a hammer at the goal line, they're going to go with Burkhead over Deion Lewis. But I'm not sure if you can go all in on any of these guys moving forward. I think it's tricky. And don't forget about James White. He did not have a big game because of game script. He had three catches for 11 yards and a touchdown. But he's still going to be a factor moving forward. And now all of a sudden, Martellus Bennett is back in the fold with the two <laughs> tight end what set. A, what a saga that is. And by the way, Chris Hogan, of course, didn't play. So I think this is a tricky one to move forward. Don't overreact necessarily on Burkhead. I think he's solid, but I wouldn't go nuts not not fantasy relevant but i did not realize that Dwayne allen did not have a catch 
until that touchdown he caught last night. That was his first catch uh, of the season. Well, I knew that because I picked him up about a month and a half ago. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah like that. Well, we know he didn't have any in that game. But so far, Gronkowski, four for 74. He is what he is. Brandon Cook, six for 74. 11 targets. Nice game against a stingy defense there. Amendola, four for 36. Not much. So when Hogan comes back, I think it hurts Amendola. I mean, Cooks is still that deep threat guy and that big play guy, and he had a decent game there. Doesn't score, but a decent game. Trade Cooks. But- if you have Cooks, try to trade him. If you trade down, he's still available. He's five foot eight, and he's a deep threat. Listen, it's not going to work. There's too many options in this. He was in New Orleans. He was the only game in town there, and they soured on him, Scott, in New Orleans. That's why he's I mean, gone. He's- he is on pace to match his yardage total from last year. He had 1165 in, in New Orleans last year. He's at about 608 right he had now. A terrible year last year. He had 230 against the Cardinals in one game. He was terrible right. that year. But, you know, when I said that about J.J., people said, oh, J.J. is a good running back. No, so, J.J., you've been right. J.J. But, but listen, people love him. In Dynasty rankings, man, they had him so high. I'm, I'm kind of down on it, J.J. But people think be. he's going to be the second coming of, like, Wilbur Montgomery in Philadelphia. Yeah. That's a t- that's a tough one. I mean, a nice debut. We'll see what it does in week two. Uh, we're not playing Brock Osweiler, even though he is getting the start again next week for the Broncos. You said a really great point I want to mention here. You said, imagine how good these receivers would be if they actually had a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah, actually, it's true. Just, I mean, Sanders goes six for 137 last night with Brock Osweiler throwing the ball. Thomas gets a touchdown on five for 44. They have a combined 19 targets, but they don't have a quarterback that can get them. If they had, and this is. This, again, was one of those things where you know, we addressed it earlier. The Giants and the Colts didn't address the offensive line and so forth. How did the Broncos, with this defense and the clock ticking, not have a legitimate quarterback? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. But so far they don't, and it's it's killing us from a fantasy standpoint. And it's killing them. They're now 3-6 and six and a non-factor now in the AFC West. So Sanders-Thomas, with Osweiler going week 11, who's the better option? You roll with Sanders off what we saw last night? Oh, that's a tough one. I think you have to roll with Sanders because he gets open more and gets some of those slants. Although Demarius Thomas finally got his touchdown, right? He did. And outside of that, nobody else did anything uh, worth noting at all. So that pretty much wraps up our review of the games. Uh, Patriots 41, Broncos 16, Patriots Steelers atop the AFC. They meet in about five weeks. Here we go. Fourth quarter. Scott, DFS, let's take a look at it. What do you like so far? What are some things that jump out at you? Um, well, some things that jump out of me is it's a, it's not a, you know, there's, there really isn't a couple of quarterbacks right now. We start from the quarterbacks that really jump out of me. There are not a lot of, Hey, this is an automatic start for me uh week this week. So let me, uh, well, here's what I'll do. I'll make some arguments. You tell me whether you like the argument or not. Ready? Go ahead. Stay away from Brady. Cause he's going to Mexico. He's on the road. He's still 7,400. I would still play Brady. Drew Brees is the lowest he's ever been, 6,800. Doesn't matter they run the ball a lot. They got Washington at home. He's due to explode. He's gone from 7,600 to 7K to 7K. Now he's down to 6.8. The explosion's coming this week. It's coming. It's coming. I don't know if it's coming this week, but it's coming. Jared Goff. Good. Good. No, no, that's okay. Good. Jared Goff is really hot. He's at Minnesota. Doesn't matter. 6,500. You got to play him. No, I don't play Jared Goff. Derek Carr in Mexico against New England coming off a bye. He's 6,400. He's going to be just as good as Brady at a lower price. Yeah, I think he's worth the play at 6,400. I think this that'll be a uh, points galore in that game. Tyrod Taylor on a bounce back, 5,600 at the Chargers. Good price. Good price for Tyrod Taylor. It actually almost leaned towards uh, your favorite guy. who's only 200 less at home, Jay Cutler. <laughs> Case Keenum at home against the Rams, 5,100. Uh, that's a tough one. That's an enticing one. Uh, I am going to lay off, though. 
and I'm going to load up on my other position. So I think I can play Deshaun Kaiser at 4,500 home against Jacksonville. <laughs> oh, you think so? So then if you're, loading up, if you're playing Deshaun Kaiser, who are you loading up on? <laughs> no, 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 I, did, I was just hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, well, go to the running backs. How about how about Kareem Hunt? Is it get right week against a uh, giant defense? That no, is? no. I think I think I think I was right on Kareem Hunt, but I was just three weeks off and I got pelted. I don't. Th- I think he's struggling. I think teams are figuring out how to play him. I don't think he's breaking it off. I don't. Just who's the better play? Ingram at eighty one hundred, Kamara at seventy five hundred. I think you play Kamara because of the receptions. I think both are really good, but Kamara's getting those receptions. He's basically the second receiver there. Jarek McKinnon, Chris Thompson. Huge bounce back game for McKinnon at home against the Rams. Huge bounce back game. Do you consider if Ty Montgomery's out, Jamal Williams at forty nine hundred? No. Orleans Darkwa at home forty eight hundred. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. Three K three X. Yeah. Yeah, that's really about it. Top of the head, right? Look at his Rex Burkhead's going to probably be very low here. Here to see where he is. As I still look for Rex Burkhead, see what value he has, and he's thirty six hundred. In Mexico against the Raiders, is Rex Burkhead worth a flyer? Maybe get you 11 points. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's what we got. We got QBs and, and running backs. Listen, if you like what you hear, please go to iTunes. Look at Picking Up the Blitz, apostrophe after the end. Give us a five-star rating and a review. You can follow us on Twitter at P-U-T Blitz. You can follow myself at Randall Rant. Scott at S-C-O-T-557. Of course, hit the website, Randall Rant. We'll have our DFS picks. Scott with a big win this week. We'll have our NFL picks, and you have my rankings for Fantasy Pros. Well, good news for you, my friend. We're going to go 1-1-1. One, one, and one. You're going to win the head-dead. I'm going to win the DFS and the Panthers. For about three minutes ago, lead the Dolphins 45-21. to 21. So another 1-3 week for both of us in the picks as we continue to just light it up. As it should as it should be with a, with a great prize fight. And, Scott, that was a big win in Yahoo because I'm sitting there number two probably. We got three weeks left before the playoffs, right? 11-12-13. I think I'm, I got a good shot here. Get me one win the next three weeks. I think I'm in. Yeah, yeah you're sitting into it. The winner of our game was in a really good spot. I'm going to fall to probably three or four in the league, but I, I'm still comfortable with my points where I'm at. You know, my bye weeks are all cleared up, so I should be all right in Yahoo, and I'm coming for you in Jersey Pride. Uh, Tyrod, get back healthy, please. We'll see you, folks.